0: Hello and welcome to The Pray Mama Room. I am Grace McWillola. This podcast is for moms and grandmas of children of all ages. Here, we will be praying God's words to change the atmosphere and exposing the lies as we stand on the scriptural promises and grow in the knowledge of the word. Would you come with me to The Praying Mama Room? Well, hello and welcome to the Pray Mama Room. I am Grace Mokbilola. I thank you for tuning in today. And for those who have been following us, I thank you for your faithfulness and for your concern. <laughs> As you know, due to some unforeseen circumstances, we have had a short break. We are now in season two, and that break actually sort of kinda usher things right into the new season. I am excited to share it all with all of you guys. So please join us on our other platforms and also be on the lookout for more to come. Thank you. Well, moms and grandmas, I want to start by wishing you all a very happy Mother's Day, I hope that your day has been blessed and enjoyable with your families. Well, that brings me to this episode. We are talking about legacy. So moms and grandma, I want you to join me and listen to a a couple of people talk about their mothers and their grandma and the legacy that these wonderful ladies left for our next generation. Please join me. Sweet mother, I never forget you. For the offer where you suffer for me. Yeah. Sweet mother, I never forget you. For the offer where you suffer for me. Yeah. So I want you to tell me about your mom's legacy. Uh she was a mother of and uh, went home to be with the Lord, but she left a legacy to
1: all your children. So, can you share that with us? Yes, uh, my mom left a legacy of uh, love, of uh, caring, of uh, being uh, available to all our children and to all other family members, um, you know, the community. So, she was kind of like a pillar, not just for our children or for our immediate family member, but for kind of like the community. So she makes sure people are, you know, shown love, caring, and then, you know, uh, like um, guidance in case you need help. And she always knows that you need help. So
0: people
1: so always she
0: come she to her, kind of, kind
1: of saw her yes. in
0: the community.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So she was like a community leader. Yes, she was. So that was a legacy. She was. Okay. She was. She okay. was. And uh, she, she was always uh, be truthful to tell you the truth without hiding. You know, she would tell you straightforward that this is right, this is wrong. If you do this, this is the result. And if you're going to the wrong route, she will tell you that what you're doing is wrong, you need to change. And okay. so she was um, very blunt too.
0: <laughs> very blunt. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And yes, how yes. do you how do you see yourself passing on her legacy to your children and maybe something that they will pass on?
1: Yes what I always do, which I've been doing for several years, it's always to be honest and to show love, to show kindness, and to be available to people as well, um, you know, to kind of like emulate. Every time there is remember all those stuff that she did, what she said, so it's always, anytime situation comes up, Kind of like an image or word will come to my head. That okay, like what will mom do in this situation? And uh, it's always every time that word will come, and I always know what to say. That you have to be honest, you have to be truthful, and you have to show love and care. Okay. And I've been doing that both in my personal life, with my kids, with people that I know, even at my job. So I make sure I do that
0: without failing. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing your mom's uh, legacy. Thank you uh, for being willing to do this on camera. (laughs) Continue on our story of legacy. So you want to share with us about your grandmother. Can you please tell us the story about this
2: phenomenal woman? I would love to. Um, My name is Jerry Carol Woolley. That's my birth name. Now Chambers as um, a, a wonderful, blessed, married person. But I want to tell you about my mother's mother. And to me, she was Nana. I only knew her personally up until about the age of three and a half. Um, But I want to introduce her to you. A lot of this I've heard through my mother um, and through other family members. But um, Nana was an absolute gem. And there's a tremendous legacy that I have because of her. Her actual name is Learn You May Diggs was her birth name. She was born August 12, 1902. Yes, you heard it right. Learn you, as in learning from a book. Learn you, Y-O-U, and then middle name Mae, M-A-E, Diggs. She was born in St. Louis, Missouri. She was the second uh, oldest. There were 12 children that were born in her family. And yes, she was actually the only one born in a hospital. Yes, she was, in 1902. Only seven of her siblings lived to adulthood. They called her Lernie, and she was a treasure. Lernie was a good student. She uh, went to school and graduated from the eighth grade, if I can say that word. I don't know that it was a formal graduation, but she wanted to continue, and her father, John Diggs, whose wife was Catherine, Katie Diggs, he said no. He said, no, you've got more education than anyone in the family at this point. You've got to go to work. And he wasn't a hard man. He was an original teamster. He drove uh, a team of horses for the coal company, eventually driving a truck for the coal company. It's a big deal that he was an original teamster. My mom remembers that often about her grandfather, John. But he said no. Learn learn you, Nana, could not continue her education. And so she went to work. She went to work at a department store called Famous and Bar in St. Louis, Missouri, kind of like a Woolworth. I don't know if you guys would know that either. It's no longer in business, but it was a big department store. And even as a teenage girl, we're talking 14, 15 years of age, she was in charge of the money. She would make change for the sales ladies, who by the way, were all white. And she, if you look at me, (laughs) was not, but she would be in charge of making change for the sales lady and sending the change down to the floor. Isn't that something? A teenager, no high school education, and yet she was the one helping to make the change. That was her job. She was a blessing. Obviously she was a Christian. I say obviously because that's part of my heritage going back before her. Um, She played the trumpet She loved music. She played the trumpet. She was a part of many choirs throughout her life. Um, You can even find her in the census in 1930 in Chicago, Illinois. When she moved there, you find her there, and she's married now, and she's got a husband. His name is Ali K.O. Hudson. So now, my Nana, Learn You May, is a Hudson. And so she's married, and that census says she's 18 years old now. And so, 18 years old, what does she do? as a married woman. Well, she embarks on becoming a beautician. She goes to a beauty shop, a beauty school, excuse me, called PORO College. P-O-R-O. You can Google it. It's a real place. Um, In uh, St. Louis was where the original was. It was quite a fantastic business um, that was started by a black woman. How do you like that? And so now she was at Porel College in the, what do you call it when you branch out into a new community, the uh, Chicago extension, if you will. And that's where she learned her skills and became a beautician. So she had her own beauty shop. Uh, Nana, she was the first in her family to own her own home. She and her husband, Ollie, had a home. Uh, They also had a big Buick, my mother tells me about that. Uh, My mother's name is Carol, by the way. And so they were doing just fine. But there was one thing that was troubling Nana, and that was she had no children. You see, she had had several miscarriages. And when she got pregnant again, the doctor told her, if you want this child to live, you're gonna to have to stop working and go on what we call bed rest. And so she does. And my mother, Carol, was born, the only child to be born alive, and so, Carol uh, L. Hudson at that time was born and unfortunately, I don't know whether it was weeks or months, Ollie leaves. That was Nana's husband. So he abandoned his family, he went off to New York and other things and Nana was left there alone with her, with her child, Carol. But look at the love of a mother. Look at the sacrifice of a mother. She had given up her career because she had to go on bed rest. As a woman, you didn't run businesses and all of those kinds of things without a husband. It was virtually unheard of, very difficult. And so the beauty shop was gone now, that her husband was gone. Her uh, ability to to keep the house, to make the mortgage payments, that was gone. I should mention this address because my mother was so (laughs) proud of this address. Let's see if I can find it. I think it's 6447 Eberhart is where is the house that she had owned, but she's going to lose that house in Chicago, Illinois. That big Buick is going to be gone, too. So Nana loses everything, but she gains the child that she wanted. And her name is Carol. Carol was born around the Christmas season, so you see the name, mm-hmm. Carol, that comes. Well. So, what does Learn You do? I want you to know that Learn You lived I don't know how many years in poverty. But she would not accept any government assistance. What we might think of as Section 8 or something like that, she would not. She worked hard. She took care of other people's children. That's how she got the name Nana. She washed other people's clothes. She cleaned other people's houses. She did what she had to do to take care of and provide for her daughter, Carol. What a legacy of love. This is my nana. For a short period of time, Learn You, who is my nana, and her daughter, Carol, moved back to St. Louis, and they live with the grandparents because Learn You needs more opportunities to make money, and so she leaves Carol there for almost a year, give or take, and she moves to a place called Lebanon, Missouri, because she's going to sew soldiers, army soldiers' uniforms, because now it's World War II. We're in the 1940s, and so she is serving and working and doing everything she can to provide for her child. She comes back, gets Carol, and they go back to Chicago, and together they make a life But it's a struggle together. My mother, Carol L., married Wooly, And so she tells me stories of how her grandmother taught her, excuse me, my grandmother, her mother, uh, Nana, taught her how to budget money. She sat her down when she was six years old and said, this is how much we make. This is what we must pay. We have to keep a roof over our head. We have to keep some kind of... uh, uh, Lights, the, the candles. Use candles if you had to for, for lighting. If you didn't have money for an electric bill, you, you had to take care of some basic coal or something like that so you'd have heat. But things like a telephone, no. Telephone was a luxury to have. My mother was a latchkey kid before latchkey kids were popular. She'd have a key around her neck to go to and from school because my grandmother, Nana, you call her, learn you may. She wanted an education, so she saw to it that her daughter got an education. Her daughter, Carol, finished eighth grade, went to high school, and at the age of 20 graduated from Chicago... um, Let me see if I can get it right. Chicago Teachers College. Um, What an honor. On a scholarship, by the way. She went on and got a master's degree as well from Chicago Teachers College. So education was important. Lernie wanted to get her high school education as well. She even went to a, a high school in Chicago called Wendell Phillips High School and she would take night classes seeking to get that high school diploma. But things would come up and she couldn't continue and be as consistent with it. And she was one of few black students that actually took night classes at Wendell Phillips during that time period. We're talking the 1940s here. Well, here's one of the things that I think is just a blessing about Nana. She loved her daughter so much that she sacrificed everything, but not her faith in God. She raised my mother. My mother grew up on the pew of a church. I think that one might have been Berean Baptist Church in Chicago, but she grew up on the pew, doing what? Because her mama was always in the choir, always playing the trumpet with the musicians. This went on all of my mom's young life. She kept her faith in God. No, she didn't take money from the government when they were in extreme poverty, but she trusted God, and she would sew clothes and mend the clothes and do the best she could. There's a gift that she gave my mother, which I still have today. Actually, it's at my mother's house, and it's a piano. Can you believe it? Wow. With all that, that that Nana went through, she managed to scrape together the money to buy a piano for her daughter so that she can learn to play the piano. What a legacy of love. What a legacy of love. As their years went forward, learn you May <laughs> never gave up on her desire to get a high school diploma. Meanwhile, her daughter's graduated from college, gotten a master's degree, has married, things are looking up and doing much better for them. But you know what? She always wanted to finish school. And so, one last time, she goes to high school again. And the name of this school is Inglewood High School. And this time, she finishes. She's in her 60s. This is the 1960s, and she finally gets the high school diploma that she desired. Well, here's where the legacy comes in. All that she sacrificed to bring Carol into the world. Who does Carol grow up to be but an educator's educator. She becomes a teacher, she becomes an assistant principal, she becomes a principal, she becomes the district superintendent of schools in the city of Chicago. She impacts thousands and thousands of children, black children predominantly, this is Chicago, for good. All because of the sacrifice of this woman. And in the greatest of ironies, that high school that my grandmother finally graduated from in the 1960s, just a few years later, in about 1973, her daughter, Carol L. Now Woolley, would become the principal of that same high school. Praise God. God is is good. good. And the faithfulness of one to love God and be faithful to Him and to cherish the gift of a child. God used that gift. He used her faithfulness to minister to so many young people yes. in that city that is awesome. and beyond. Yes. And by the way, my mom is still alive today. She's 89 years young and she loves the Lord. Yes. God has truly been good. Yes.
0: That's awesome, awesome. Amen. I- Thank you so much for sharing this story. She, she is, I was thinking, phenomenal. Yes, it's a word, but there's so many, there is so many words that can describe her that I don't even know where to start. She was just, she's an inspiration. And I hope that uh, somebody out there listening today will uh, be inspired by your story. She yes. is a, a God-fearing woman. Yes. She persevered. Yes,
2: she She's loving. Yes. She's talented. Yes. Man, can I go on? <laughs> and when the worst thing happened in her life, she could have held on to her husband, mm. but she would have lost Carol. Mm. And what would the world have lost yes. if yes. she had lost Carol? Yes. So even sometimes we go through really hard things and we think all hope is lost. No. God is good. Love God. Be yes. faithful to Him. And continue. Yes. Don't quit. Because God had a blessing in the generations. Yes. yes. Thank yes. you
0: so much. I am inspired. I am inspired to do more for my <laughs> generation. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing the story of this wonderful legacy that you have thank you for the opportunity right. thank you very much sweet mother i never forget you for the sorrow where you suffer for me sweet mother i never forget you for the sorrow where you suffer for me well y'all. Were you blessed by those wonderful stories that we just listened to? I know I was. I was very inspired. I was blessed and I want to go out there and find something that I can do and that I can impart on my children or any children that the Lord has blessed me with or cross path with to inspire them to do something for their generation. I thank you for listening today. And I want you to join me next time in the praying mama room as we continue this discussion of living a legacy. Let's close this discussion with a quick prayer. Dear Father God, I just want to thank you for who you are, for blessing us with wonderful children. Father God, we thank you for giving us the strength, for giving us the wisdom to raise them in the way that they should go lord as we move in our daily life father god thank you that we are showing them a faithful walk with you give us victory in all that we do thank you lord for moms and grandmas who daily are struggling in their daily walk and they are not giving up no matter what the struggle because you are their strength and because they lean on you lord they are showing the next generation where the strength comes from, where the hope come from. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.